This is the one and only, and I mean this is the one and only T-Quest. You are tuned into the T-Quest show, relatable, informative, yet entertaining. Shout out to all my listeners, especially my new listeners. If you haven't already, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at T-Quest GLM. Download the T-Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your app store. Make sure you sign up for my mailing list on my website, guylemuel.com. And if you really got love for T-Quest, you will go and stream my music. And shout out to um, Spotify, because now we have a donation button on our Spotify, so you guys can really help us artists, and it goes straight to our cash app. Look at that. You got to love it. One positive thing that came out of COVID. But enough about that. Now that I've taken advantage of my platform, let's get right into this. Because speaking of money, we all need money. We all want more money. And we got to know how to get the money. Well, monetize. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to one of the um, men in the industry that I personally respect so much. And in my mind, he's one of my go-tos because he's taking the time to really learn a lot about this business, not just as a businessman, but as a producer and artist, um, owner of a record label, and just overall phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, said wines. <laughs> that, was, that was a dope intro. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Shoot, my you know, Marvel I, I need to hire you. You have? Huh? I say Marvel, Marvel need to hire you because Captain Absolutely. America. Absolutely. If you make that happen, you know I'm happy to share. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I tell people that all the time. Like, you have to learn how to share. You know, so, I'm like, if someone gives me an opportunity, I don't mind cutting you a cut. Why? Because I would have never had it without you. Right. That's true. You know, I didn't lose anything. I only gained. So why not share? Right, right. But everybody don't look at things like that. And that's why a lot of them are losing, you know? Selfish. Being, mm-hmm. being selfish. Being so selfish. for all of our listeners who may not know who you are, even though you are not a stranger to the Chiquette Show, let them know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Well, I am Seth Wines, as you can see down. I guess you can see it right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a producer, uh, uh, songwriter. Um, I can say I'm an artist as well, but you know, I'm, I'm leaving that alone for a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and now you know, I, I started um, my record label uh, uh, 2019, but this year I'm fully promoting now, like marketing now, because I had to get all the the business thing right. You know, what I'm saying all the mm-hmm. paperwork and all that. So it's very tedious. But anyway, um, I'm from Miami, Florida originally, but I live out here in Atlanta. I've uh, been in Atlanta for about a good 10 years, but I have a two, I had a two year skid in Carolina. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, I was living in Rock Hill slash Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. in Carolina. So, um, yeah, I've been out there for two years, met some great, great dope people out there and everything like that. And, um, yeah, man, you know, I'm um, general manager of ATL Track Monsters, a uh, uh, beat battle team that's out here, composed of uh, uh, seven producers. You know what I'm saying? We're working on 10. So if you're a producer out there, you know, you want to join the team in Atlanta, hey, contact me. You know what I'm saying? You contact me at I am Sarah Wines if we can get it rolling and come join the team because we're definitely looking for more producers. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I can do a little side side. Well, let's go. so speaking of that right so um like i've said you've done so much in this industry before we get to the main topic for the new listeners um where was your start like 
when did you fall in love with hip hop? Now, nah, but um, <laughs> what made you go from doing it for the love until doing it like professionally? Well, um, I, I would say, you know, first my first love in hip hop, I would say I, I'm gonna start it real quick. Um, I um purchased uh um I, I kind of I want to say tricked my mom, but I kind of persuaded her to buy the Chronic album. Really? <laughs> I was like. Yeah, you know, I think that album came out in 91, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So I was probably like 10, so I'm telling my age. And um, like 10, 11, something like that. Something like that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I had told her to buy the Chronic album. And when I heard that album, I was like, yo, what is this? And, man, I just stopped falling in love with hip-hop. So fast forward to 2006, when I was living in Savannah, Georgia, um, that's when I started, you know, making tracks. You know what I'm saying? Um, I started really do my research about producers and everything like that. But it was funny because when I started learning about P Diddy and LA Reed and, and Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons, you know, I was like, you know what? I would love to be a record exec. You know, I, I would love to be a record exec. So I pretty much chosen, you know, being a producer to learn how to structure songs, how, how songs work and how sound work and everything like that. And I really fell in love with just producing, you know, tracks and, and producing music for artists and everything like that. But um, but definitely my goal, my main goal was to um, be a record, be a record exec. And then when I learned about John Platt, I think Platt, I'm pronouncing his name right. He's uh, uh, he runs music publishing for um, Sony, Sony uh, uh, Music, you know, Sony uh -huh. publishing department. Like he's like the dude you go talk to. So when I learned about him and start learning about publishing and start learning about the business more and stuff like that. I said, you know what? Yeah. I said, I would love to have his job. And I believe one day I'm gonna get his job. <laughs> get his job or on that level. On that or on that level, definitely. Okay. Okay. Or on that level. Okay. But you know, but starting my record, but starting my record label is definitely another goal of mine because I like I said, my main goal is to help artists. And I feel like um this if I'm being in this position, I can help, you know, really talented artists that don't really necessarily get the recognition they need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And songwriters and, and other producers as well. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, what came first, being an artist or being a producer? Um, ah, man, that's I was being being a producer first. Um, that came first, and then you know, honestly, when I when I dropped my first album, I did I did the album just to just to test, just to, just to see how you get paid. Honestly, I, I I said, you know what, let me drop an album and see how you get paid from the back end because. Uh -huh. Me was talking to artists before, you know, it's like, well, I want to know how in the heck they get paid. Well, where the money go, where the money goes, well, who who gets paid or who gets what and this and that and the third. So I just dropped my own album, you know what I'm saying, and did that. And then along the way doing that, you know, I gained some some fans, especially out of you know, overseas in, in Turkey, uh -huh. and, you know. So, you know, along the way, so I was like, Oh wow, okay, this is what artists you know really need to do and i know i know a gang of artists that that really are way way better than me and that put out great quality you know great content and quality music uh -huh. like you know, they should y'all should be getting paid like i mean one artist you know he was like man i i never got paid for my music and he'd been rapping for like he said man i've been, been creating music for 15 years and i never got paid for my music i say I, I was like oh wow and i started rapping and i was getting paid for my music like <laughs> I, I, it's like yo you should be getting, i was like yo you should give me paid but instead of just like say oh that's a shame i said you know what maybe something he don't know mm -hmm. so, and then and then i just started you know really started actively more 
taking more passion to learn about the business, getting books, looking, you know, online, asking different people that that's really far along in the business and, and, yeah. learning and, and just figuring it, figuring all this stuff out, man. Just figuring this stuff out. Well, my thing is um, back then, right? <laughs> if you wasn't mainstream and if you wasn't pushing CDs mm -hmm. and if you wasn't making money from performing, how was you supposed to make money from your music? You had to get signed to a label back then. I mean, that's okay. just what it was. You know, or you run into somebody that got some money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They got, got some connects. You know, uh, back then, yeah, it, it was it was either or. You know, either you get signed or you run into somebody with some money and some connects. And that's how it was. If not, then guess what? You probably wouldn't. You probably wasn't gonna gonna get on. You know what I'm saying or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. Now you fast forward to this time. Shoot, all this out the window. All this out the window. Absolutely. <laughs> so you were shocked that he wasn't making money selling his own cities, or you were shocked that he wasn't signed and wasn't making money that way? Well, both, you know, because even if you was, you know, even, even, um, I would say around 2004, like it, it wasn't that much to print up CDs then, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, I was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then it was like, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really, that much money to print up print up cds yeah you know what i'm saying so even then so it was like like bro like what do you what do you know like what he was doing but most so he didn't know the business so he didn't even know how to get paid from it mm. you know? like, he didn't know how to get paid he didn't even recognize you know and it's a it's, he ain't the only one he is it's a slew of other artists they don't even recognize themselves as a songwriter producers don't even producers on you know that that actually compose their tracks they don't consider themselves composers they cut it. They don't because they don't know. You see what I'm saying? They don't so, really know the definition of that word right. and thinking. Well, a composer most likely that's the artist, and I realize it's them. It's right. You know what I mean? So they don't even they don't even know. Like you know, you a composer if you actually make the track. Honestly, you a songwriter if you if you play on the guitar. You would consider a songwriter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, no. <laughs> yeah, you you play the piano, you consider a songwriter. Like, you know what I mean? You know, because back in the day, like back in the 60s and 50s and 40s, you know, um, the music business was actually from sheet music. So you get somebody to actually draw the notes in and stuff like that, and they sell the music to um different orchestras, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, you know, that's how Quincy Jones really, you know, got you know, one of the reasons why he was he was such a he's such a great, great producer and, and, and a composer because he actually written the notes and go direct the orchestra when he was with um when he was doing that for the rat pack with, with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Um Mike, you know, no, that's not no. Ah I man, I can't think of they, all their names, but but yeah, but right, right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that <laughs> what I'm saying is that you know, you you know, you gotta you gotta know first you gotta know who you are. Are you are you because you could be a producer, don't compose tracks. You can still produce. You could be a composer and don't composer and don't produce music. You don't don't actually produce the, the song. You know what I mean? Okay, so, so I right. think we need to break this down for the ones who really don't know the difference, right? Mm -hmm. Let's break down composer, okay, producer, and songwriter maker. and beat maker. <laughs> well, get but guess what? Go ahead. Uh, okay, so let, let's start with composer. So com basically, okay. composer, you're the person that comp really compose the music you don't want to mix the you know you make the melodies you know what i'm saying uh 
you know, you make the melodies, you, you, you come, you know, some, in some cases you do the notes, you know what I'm saying? You, you draw the notes on a, on a piece of sheet music or whatever. Um, yeah, you pretty much compose, compose the, the instruments on the track, bass, drum, all that. You make all that stuff up on the, the on same the, thing a beat maker would do. And same thing with beat maker would do. You know what I'm saying? You know, a beat maker just, just makes the, beat maker just makes the beat. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's really, beat maker and composer is really no difference, but it depends on the genre. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So your composer depends, depends, depends on the genre. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if, if, you know, if you're making orchestra music, that type of music, you know what I mean? You would be considered a composer instead of a beat maker. In hip hop, you consider a beat maker, but you're actually a composer because you making all the beats. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it depends on the it depends on the genre. You know what I mean? Far as like that definition, um, a producer. You know what I'm saying? A producer really can produce the music. DJ Cali is DJ Cali is a perfect example. He don't make all. He don't. He even though he was a beat maker back in the day as Beat Novocaine, but now he doesn't really. He don't make beats, or he's not a composer, but he produces the music. Now he may. Now he may say, "Yo, I got a melody in my head. I wanted to play it like this." He might sound it out with his mouth or his hands or something like that, and get somebody to replay it. But ultimately, he's a producer, so he'll he'll take a he'll take a, a instrumental track from a from a um from another from a, from a beat maker or another composer, and he'll get that, and he'll get an artist he'll get the artist on it, he'll get the engineer to come mix it, he get all this stuff to find a studio and everything like that, and then he start putting it all together. Really, normally that's what producers used to do. So let's do a scenario, right? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Let's do a scenario. You make a beat, right? Okay. Okay. A beat, and I get an artist on it, mm -hmm. and I come up with the, how I want them to do it and everything. Does that consider me a producer? Technically, yes. Really? Hmm. Right. So, okay. If I make the beat, if I make the beat, right. Okay. And I give you, and I give you the beat, you go in the studio, you find the artist, you get the studio, you find the engineer or whatever. And you go in there and you, you actually, if you record, you record your verse and hook, whatever you do. And then you tell then you let the artist go in there that you got feature on the song or co-writing with you on the song. He go, he or she goes in there and write it. And you come out and say, nah, I, don't, I think you need to do that verse. A little bit more of this, more, more of that, more of this. You need to do it. You need to say it like this. You guess what you're doing? You're actually producing. <laughs> so, I, I, you know what? And honestly, and I'm gonna say this: I probably a lot of producers to stab me. But if that if that happens, I think the artist should ask a piece of the producer royalty. I think the artist should ask a piece of that. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So, what happens if an artist? <laughs> <laughs> you mean because technically, on average, correct me uh -huh. if I'm wrong, when it comes time to splitting the percentages through your PRO, mm -hmm. it's usually the producer, composer, beat maker, whatever, in the same category, and then mm -hmm. it's the artist. Now, no, what not the artist, songwriter. So, well, yeah, songwriter. It songwriter. Be song writer. So, mm -hmm. um, if a songwriter mm -hmm. <laughs> is in a studio recording to a beat made by the composer, mm -hmm. and then I come in there and help them with the melodies and everything, 
in the process of recording the track. Mm -hmm. You are producing the track. No, producing the song. You are producing the song. Remember, in in the publishing world, you are it's you technically like three people. So you because remember, like if you depends on the genre. Let's say R and B, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you take somebody like uh uh I don't know. Let's say Tyrese for example. So you got Tyrese. He's a he's an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have made somebody. Somebody may come along and write him the song. Then you have a producer. Somebody else come in and produce the song. And of course, you have the engineer and maybe a vocal coach, a vocal engineer, whatever you know. And so I get technical after that. But basically, pretty much, you got three people who is supposed to get paid off that song. Now, on a publishing end, as far as like for the songwriter and the composer, you know what I'm saying? They would they would get their they would get their royalties from, uh, uh, you know, they get paid from the PRO, which is a B, uh, BMI, ASCAP, CSAC. And mm-hmm. they got a slew of others, a bunch out there and everything like that. But those are the main three that mo- majority of the industry sign up to. Mm-hmm. So, so Tyrese will not get paid from the publishing. He would not get paid for that because he didn't have nothing to do with the creation of the song. He didn't even write the song. He didn't write the lyrics of the song. So he won't get paid no publisher from that, you know, as far as on that end. And the composer would get paid from the composer get paid from what he has created a track bass drums whatever you know you know all he'll get paid for that now you got the producer and you got tyree so you're like all right well how did he get paid from this song whatever like that now this is where sound exchange come in sound exchange come in now sound exchange they pay pretty much pay the artist and the label so artists so artists can get some type of quote-unquote digital publisher royalty so tyrese by him his voice is on the song mm-hmm. he would get paid he would get a check from sound exchange actually it'll go to the label and label just you know whatever so the label and the artist would get paid from the sound exchange the songwriter composer and the publisher would get paid from the pro's you see what i'm saying so that's why i tell artists it's very you know even if you're a feature artist it's very important that you that you make sure that you you, you know because when you're a feature artist and you wrote the verse wrote the verse you actually a co-writer on the song you wrote the hook you're a co-writer on the song so make sure you work out no splits and you sign up with with uh uh you know with, with your pro which is performance rights organization organization and you make sure your sound exchange you make sure you sign up with sound exchange now the only difference with sound exchange um once once you have send the, the song the actual the master song to your distributor, because you got to put in your 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 IR your ISRC code. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like a digital barcode, pretty much. Yeah. You got to put in that code to actually uh, register register your song with with Sound Exchange. So you got to go through the distribution distribution chain and get all that information. Then you can sign up with Sound Exchange. That's the only thing mm-hmm. with, that, with that. You know what I'm saying? But it's important that you do that because your voice is on the song. You'll get paid from you'll get a check from sound exchange. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's tedious. That's why they have that's why sometimes they have administration companies that they actually do that, do all the stuff for you. So when it comes to sound exchange, and what step is that? Is that after it's mixed, mastered, and registered and actually distributed, or you um suggest them to do it before they do the distribution, or it doesn't matter. 
No, you, you won't be able to do it before you you won't be able to do it before. You got to do it after the distribution. After after it goes up on Spotify, after it goes up, then you got to go back and register the song because guess because you need that. Your I R S C. You need that. <laughs> I know it's a lot of the acronyms. But, it's a lot of it's a lot yeah, of yeah. okay. But you, but you need that, and you have to do that after you had you know you master mix master got it all ready to go and put it on Spotify and stuff like that because you need that that code to do that once you do that then you can go sign up with sign up for for sign exchange and when's yeah. the perfect time to get it encoded to get it encoded um shoot get it encoded as soon as you come out of the studio okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying get encoded as soon as you as soon as you you know you got you know your well whoever the features beat whatever as soon as you record that song and oh. and, and and got it mixed down you know what i'm saying and master go go get it encoded you know okay. get it encoded Okay. Definitely. So now let's really get into the topic at hand. I know, right? Because every time people are thinking about monetizing online, they're always thinking of the songwriters and the artists and stuff, not realizing producers and DJs is a part of the entertainment industry and the music business as well. And mm -hmm. there's ways for them to make money too, but a lot of them are not aware of it. Right. You know, right, right. A lot of them not aware of it, um, especially DJs, because, you know, DJs, uh, DJs are in a very unique position. I mean, you talking about they're like really the. Uh, I want I don't want to use I don't want to use gatekeeper, but I can say they definitely they I want to say they're the gatekeeper, but they're def they definitely at the gate because the reason why I say that, because they are there are a link between the fans and, you know, anybody that's in the, you know, anybody that's important in the record, record industry, you know, uh, what I say, record industry in the, in the music business, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, DJs are very, you know, I know some artists, they may not, oh man, you know, this, listen, man, DJs are very, very, very damn needed. You know oh, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, know. You're right. <laughs> they are very needed because they, you know, and this is why I, I would say like producers and DJs really need y'all. Y'all, we need to really get together because a lot of you DJs be doing mixes, remixes, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, y'all be doing remixes, right? You know, and some of you DJs, y'all are producers. You know, you make your own beats and stuff like that, and you DJ. Mm -hmm. Now you're doing these remixes, right? And you composing your own tracks. Now there you can't get paid from that. All right, you can't get paid from the music that you make. EDM DJs do this all the time. Y'all be mixing songs. Y'all be y'all be putting instrumentals on different beats live on set in a club live. You are right then and there. You are you you are actually composing something. All right. Yeah, it's a remix. You actually composed some. Some of you may already know this, but some of y'all don't. And the reason why I'm, I'm speaking on this because I've talked to a DJ, and he didn't notice. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, how many other DJs don't don't really notice? It wasn't explained to him. So I said, okay, all right, cool. This is what I'm this this is what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to lay out this information for these DJs because you gotta learn the, the you gotta learn the licensing game first. Well. Before I get into that, first of all, you got to think of yourself as a composer. So basically, I would say every DJ, any DJ, young or you older, whatever, 
Mm-hmm. You, need, you need to go sign up with the PROs. That's the first and foremost. Sign up with a PRO. But BMI, ASCAP, CSEC. Mm-hmm. Put yourself as a composer, songwriter, whatever how you do it, composer, songwriter, do that. Mm-hmm. DJ, whatever your name is. And it might be a DJ, whatever your name is. <laughs> but whatever your name is, DJ, put that under there. Put your... You know, no, no, no. Put you got to put your when you sign up. You got to actually you got to put in put in your government name. So you put in your government name. Mm-hmm. You register with your PROs. From that, you know. So start thinking yourself as a composer, because like I said, some of y'all DJs are dope, man, and y'all be composing tracks, put instrumentals and, and on top of vocals and stuff like that. Y'all be doing. Y'all be killing it. Now, even though one second, even though they're not actually distributing like a song for the fact that they're putting it in mixes and in clubs and stuff, they can actually monetize from it. They can, depending on if they if if they actually make a new composition. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I was going to get into. Okay. so this is why I say that 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 if you are if you are a DJ that make your own beats or let's say you're a DJ that knows a dope producer, you know, such as myself, you know, you don't you know, a dope producer. Right. So what you do is you. You you these y'all get these acapellas all the time. Y'all, I mean, DJs get thousands upon thousands of acapellas, right? Yes. Now you take that. This way you got to learn the, the the licensing game and stuff like that. Now what you do is you get with a dope producer, right? You get an acapella from an old song, new song, whatever, wherever you get these acapellas from. You compose a whole new composition, right? Now. I know you be like, I know some of y'all be like, well, you know, sampling and stuff like that. No, because you're not sampling from the master track. You're not sampling it at all. So you're taking an acapella. So you're taking the actual, the, 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 the actual vocals, the actual vocals with no track on it, with nothing on it. You're taking the vocals that the artist wrote or somebody else wrote. You're taking that and you're doing a new composition. So now all it turns is now, only thing you have to talk to, if you do any business, only thing you have to talk to is the publisher. So now you're like, well, say how you get paid. Well, you're making a new beat. You're making a new composition. You're making something new. You can actually get, like I said, you can load it up to um, like DistroKid or some, something like that. So load up to DistroKid. And what do you do? So is you, you can take somebody else's acapella, right? Mm-hmm. Put it to someone else's beat. Mm-hmm. And it's like a DJ mix. It ain't got to be a DJ mix. No. It can be a whole, whole new song. So this this is why this like I said, this is how DJs can get. I'm I'm going through that. DJs get paid from me, right? I'm gonna do it too, but I'm listening. Hold on. So <laughs> you do that. You upload your com. You know your your. I say specifically, DistroKid because DistroKid they distribute the the percentages to, to you know if you do all the information right, they they distribute distribute the uh, the percentages to all the all the people that's involved with the song. So you know if they want 10%, they're they're sending 10%, and then this person getting 20, they're sending 20, and you get your cut. Everybody's great once you get all the information. So that's why I, I say distro kid. You know, I'm not a plug for them, but I need to be. <laughs> but either way, um, so you do that right now. Now you're like, all right, well, well, how do you do the DJ? Now remember, now remember, you gotta be signed up with the PRO, first of all, right? Now this coming off and back in money. You do you some of you DJs know this, some of you don't. Do you know that every song that you spend in the club, artists do get paid from it, right? The artists get paid from it. The songwriter, whoever wrote the song, the artist has voice, voices on it, they get paid from it. Now, guess what? 
A lot of you are a lot of you, How like I said, paid for it. Break that down for some who may not know. They get paid from it because um well if the if the club or the establishment most likely it probably is, but if it, but most um the establishment has to be at the have to they have to be registered with uh 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 um they also have to register their establishment with, with the uh PRO with the, the the PROs, you know what I'm saying? But in my case, the club owner knows that they have to be registered to a PRO. They, you won't you won't know that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that just unless you directly go ask the club owner. But that's not that. like the club owner knows to do that. Well, he he's supposed to. Any oh, music that's getting because it's, it's public, it's 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 a it's public. Honestly, it's public performance. So anybody, so your your the song is getting played in a public setting, which a club is a public, you know, technically a public setting, or at a concert, or you know, uh, on a elevator, or at you know, damn, I mean, hell, at the elevator in the hospital or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Your song's getting played. There's somebody's getting paid for that. You know what I'm saying? Because so, speakers, like, I don't want you to break this down. <laughs> no, I'm breaking it down Be because I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm, I'm breaking it down. Somebody's getting paid for it because remember, uh, like I just said, it's lot. It's a, it's, a, it's considered a live performance. So you go. So if I go to a concert, you go like T Quest. You perform at a concert, right? Since you wrote that song, you would get paid for that. As a songwriter, you get paid. So let's say you wrote a song for me, and I go performing at a concert. You're going to get paid for that. I know, know I get paid for it if I, um, you know, put out information to like my BMI live. Mm -hmm. But how do you snatch it if a DJ just playing the song? You gotta, you gotta write. You gotta get the information from the. It's memo. All this, you gotta get all the information. So every song that's getting performed in the club, you gotta get the information. So but you said if they play the song too. Any or they don't play, yeah. They play the song or so the um or, DJ that may play my song in a club. Where are you playing it at? So I can go yeah. it with my you have to, well, you you have to track that as as whoever your administrator, you have to track that. You know what I'm saying? So you have to register with so, them. So, listen, listen, listen. You cut me off. Hold on. So if you're if if you your songs get played in the club, right? Mm -hmm. And you know your if you know your song is getting played in the club. Right in club, whatever. Now you got it. Now what you got to do is you got to get the information. So in BMI Live or ASCAP Live or whatever the how they got in ASCAP, you go write down the information. You write down the name of the club, the address. Uh, I think they got the phone number and all that. You write all that down. Now BMI Live only pay you every six months from that, but you will get paid from it. So what they supposed so what BMI supposed to do? They supposed to contact the club and, and ask or contact whoever the, the promoter is. You know what I'm saying? Because you write down a promoter's name and all that stuff, or the promoter company, promotional company, whatever, and they're supposed to call them and say, "Hey, did T Quest, uh, this artist named T Quest, got played in the club indulged? I don't know. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And they say, "Uh, yeah, they're supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? Now I had when I when I when I did my be a my live and stuff like that and put the club down, I always got always got paid. I never never didn't get paid." The only time I didn't get paid, I didn't write all the information down. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, I, if, if an artist performing everywhere, it's kind of hard to keep the stuff track. Now, what this round says is easy for DJs because DJs know where they perform in the club at. They know where they playing the songs at. So if you compose a track or, or you compose a track with an artist or with a producer and y'all do the, the splits and everything like that and you play that song in the club and you and you and the artist go back on your BMI live and put that down, and you go to the next one and do the same thing, you'll get paid from it. 
You know what I'm saying? Then you collect those those royalties from that. You know what I'm saying? You whatever percentage splits that you did with the the artist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think you think confused? You think confused? No, because I just want to make sure I'm catching it. You know. So, mm -hmm. like I was saying, what happens if a DJ is in a club, right? Mm -hmm. And they're playing my record. Okay. How do I monetize from it if I'm not there? But I know they're there playing my record. Go write down the information. Go put if you know if you if listen if you know they playing in the club, mm -hmm. if you know that right, if you know for a fact, oh, I know. They played my song in the club. I know they played my song here or whatever like that. Or, you know, go get the club information, all the information you need to promote. And sometimes all this stuff is on a flyer. You all this stuff in the promotion and whatever, whatever. And go put that in your BMI Live. Now, BMI really calls every club and the owners and promoters like, yeah, of course, that one song out of a million was played. Like I said, that's supposed to happen. That's supposed now. I don't know if it does happen every second, but like I said, I never when I put when I put in any information that any artist perform a track that I compose or whatever like that, and I put in information, I always got paid. I never had an issue. You know what I'm about to do, right? Every right. time I know a DJ's in a club, he playing my music. Every week, if this is residency, I'm like, I'm writing you every time. Every time. Mm -hmm. Now I know it's supposed to be about producers and DJs, but now I'm curious. But there's <laughs> <still, laughs> other ways to monetize through your BMI, even if you don't um, always track it through the BMI Live and ASCAP Live, correct? Wait, wait, say it again. Let me show what okay, I'm So I know that when you write it down in your BMI Live and your ASCAP Live, and mm -hmm. it goes through the whole process, you get approved or whatever, you get. Um, paid for that. Mm -hmm. there's other ways of tracking it, even if you didn't actually go through your BMI life, right? Um, there's other ways you could track it. Not really. Um, not not really, unless you like unless you're doing the groundwork. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way. So BMI is only collecting royalties that you personally put in this, their system. Well, yeah, and they're they're they supposed to verify it you know what i'm saying they supposed to they, and there's no other way they can catch any other money out there for you um no not do because remember they're only catching the money from songwriters you remember you, you know remember you gotta understand they only catch the songs they only catch it for songwriters so if that song got paid paid played publicly you know what i'm saying then they will collect those royalties from that you know from that uh um uh, from that songwriter then uh, sound exchange will collect the other royalties for the, from you since your voice is on there as you are the artist. Because remember, T-Quest the songwriter, T-Quest the artist are technically two different people in this, in the publishing world. Uh -huh. You understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So You know what I mean? So you're going to collect those royalties from two different companies. You know what I mean? Because since you performed the song that you wrote. But um, oh. far as like there's another system to track it. No, there's at, at this moment that I don't know of, but at this moment, there's no other system to track all that. So you basically got to keep all that track. All That's that what I'm saying, because people think in being registered with BMI, whether it's an artist, songwriter, producer, composer, DJ, that as long as you are registered with them and you register the songs and they're automatically going to um, 
collect all your royalties. But what you're saying to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that mm -hmm. the only way you're going to get paid through them is if you take the time out to write down everything to your BMI and ASCAP live. And if yeah. you don't do that, you should not be shocked that you do not get a check from BMI every six months. Exactly. That's the hidden stuff that they don't talk about. Right. So you got, but, but again, this is what I would be saying. Like you, you have to stay on top of the stuff and they do have administration companies that, that does, that takes, get this, all this information and whatever. Um, and, and sometimes it's easy to track if you like with a major artist and he's touring, and you wrote a lot, you wrote a lot of songs like that's easy because you are they got all the information down, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. they got the tour day, so you kind of can you go, okay, that's a little easier to track. But if it's an independent artist, yes, yeah, it, it'd be a little bit difficult. But with DJs, if if you're a composer or you don't, you don't, you know, co co compose or, or co produce or whatever with a track of a, a song with the you know, with a producer and you plan and you play at a lot of spots and a lot of events and stuff like that you playing these you playing that same song or songs then you and that composer you and that that composer or or that producer or beat maker you know what i'm saying y'all you know that should be easier to track far as on that on that end that should be easy to track okay i played at this club on thursday night and i played that here on friday night and then i played here on sunday does i spend it i play him you know what i'm saying so that'd be easy to track because you and you you the dj you know where you spend that you see what I'm saying? And then by you spending these records, these you spending these songs that that you, you know, that you uh uh composed, you know, with you know, co co-produce or co-compose with the producer or whatever like that, or he cut or the producer or the producer giving you a percentage of the publishing, you're going to get paid for that every time you spend that record. So, new scenario. <laughs> okay. Let's just say I am the DJ, DJ Cutie, right? That's my DJ. And <laughs> fix your face, we can see it. So, um, and let's just say there's an artist that um wants you to play their record. It's a dope record, it's a club record. And mm -hmm. I spend every Friday, Saturday, and I'll put this song in a mix every Friday and Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. Now it would be up to me as a DJ who signed up with a PRO to mm -hmm. go back to their live. And to um, write, type in all the information, right? That I played their song. No, well, you, well, the thing is, you remember, you have to, you have to be involved with the song, or the artists have to give you, or the songwriter, or whoever, they have to give you a percentage of the publishing. You understand? This one, this why this what I'm saying. Like DJs, they will probably want to give a percentage of the publishing to the DJ because they know that the DJ will be playing their songs. Some DJ, but some majority of artists don't do that. You see what I'm saying? So this is why this and producers don't do that. So this is why I say like DJs and producers, you know, they they gotta really, you know, really come together. And a producer, if 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 an artist and a producer, you know, and you got a DJ friend or a dope or a DJ that's really supporting y'all, you know, my advice is you should could give him at least five or ten percent of the publishing or. Really, you know, DJs always, you know, tell artists, you know, always ask this and, you know, come to the DJ this. Shoot, go to the artist. If you're going to be spending his record in the club, whatever, go to the artist or go to the producer and say, if you know, if you know, if y'all got a relationship like that, go to him and say, hey, man, listen, man, I'm going to be spending this record everywhere I go to the, let me get like five or 10% of the publish. Ask that. Ask, ask that. For life, that one song and every song after that. 
every time it's played, you will get your 10% or 20%, whatever y'all, whatever percentage y'all, your splits, you your ask for. That it's fair in the end. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. If I got a DJ that's going to, if I got a DJ that's, uh, um, you know, that, that, that I know, which I do know, and, and we, me and him talk, you know what I'm saying? And he knows what he knows, what, you know, he knows what tracks these the people respond to. He know what songs people respond. They they know that. They know that. And and if I you know I'm gonna take hey dog. Can you you know what I'm saying come to the come to the studio or whatever the case. What whatever scenario happened. I'm just saying like whatever whatever it happens that the I think the producer should offer percentage to to that to to the DJ. I think they should. The reason they I'm saying that is because let's just say the producer does give the DJ a percentage, right? Mm -hmm. That's one DJ, right? That's playing that one song. Uh huh. And I'm sure he's not going to play that song a million times. No. So, how does that percentage for him for life on that one song equivalent to? How many times he spends your record and how much money you get off of it? Because the DJ, because DJs, you know, that one DJ could be the catalyst of breaking that record. So he breaks that record. Other DJs is going to play it around the country. So when every every time that song gets played everywhere around the country, whatever percentage, let's say, you know, offer 10 percent to the DJ, he would get 10 percent every time that record gets played in a club, live, whatever. He would get 10 percent out of that. You know what I'm saying? So he, but what I'm saying is that if these, some DJ, like it's a, it's a few DJs, they really was the catalyst of breaking the record. You know what I'm saying? Some of these independent artists, they was really, they really was the, the root of breaking this record. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, and some of the, you got some DJs, right. And some DJs do, they do a little bit of groundwork. You know what I'm saying? They send it out to other DJs, do this, do that. Hey man, this is a dope record. Y'all need to play this. Send it to other DJs, right? If huh? he's the only one that has a percentage of it, that means he's the only one that's going back to his BMI ass kept live to track it in order to get the money from it, correct? What's about the uh the original DJ? Yes. Yeah, he'd be, you know, you don't, I mean, of course you don't give percentage to every single DJ. This is a relationship. When I'm talking about a, so when I'm talking about a relationship with one DJ, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So if you got one DJ in the city that you really got a relation relationship with, you know what I'm saying. And 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 he really got a name or whatever the case may be. He said, "Listen, man, look, I'm trying to break this record, or you know, I'm trying to break this record. Whatever I can offer, you know, you know, I can offer you uh, five or ten percent, whatever the case may be, and you can help break this, you know, help break this record. So when he breaks it, he still get ten percent. You know, when a DJ does, you know, the record does get broke or whatever like that. Guess what? If that record get played all over the country or it get." You know, a million some streams on on streaming sites and stuff like that. The DJ gonna get his ten percent out of that. You see what I'm saying? But it starts with that one DJ that helped break that record. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, DJs out here do they do that groundwork? So they do that groundwork and they do this, and then then they expect you know they might expect sometimes the artist to come back and do this, and the artists don't don't come back. If I say that, I just say it's insurance, just in case he he or she doesn't come back initially to come grab you, go on shows and stuff like that. Guess what? At least you got five or ten percent in that record when I it breaks. Was really trying to break down how they really monetize, you know, because if a DJ signs up, right, then mm -hmm. they get a percentage off the record. To, to my 
compose, help compose, whatever. They get a percentage off that one single. Every time they play that single, of course, they're going to want to track it on VMI Live to get the money from there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be playing it that much that they're going to be getting so much money from it. But of course, as long as the DJ track is, the artist is going to get a percentage off it because they're going to be attached to it because they're going to give them their name. But is a DJ's um, best bet is to go after massive artists to try to get a percentage off their songs that they're going to help them break in order to actually make a profit off of that. It de- it depends on the relationship. That's all the star relationship. I don't know what I don't I don't know initially what DJ's relationship with each artist they have. I'm just saying that if you're gonna if if you got if you do have a a real niche relationship with an artist or producer and you're going to be breaking this record for them, I don't see nothing wrong with asking um, five or ten percent from the the publishing or another two percent or whatever one percent from the mechanical rule. I, I don't see I don't see nothing wrong with that if you're going to be the one that's going to be helping. No, I this get art. it, especially like, if it's a DJ. So what I'm so so what I'm saying is so the only so the way you monetize that you know that gonna come on the the artist in or the whoever label that he works or the artist in or whatever artist in because they're gonna send us a distribution and then once they do that you know that's gonna get you know that's gonna get monetized or whatever because distribution company they'll monetize that you know as long as you put all the information right they're gonna monetize that because that's why they they collect that's why I like. CD Baby or or TuneCore, they collect royalties like from YouTube, Facebook, and, and everywhere else. Cause they do they help monetize those records for you. Mm-hmm. But for for the DJs to 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 even have a you know get to try to have a chance of getting paid from a record that they they push it, you know, say so from an artist they have a great relationship with, they have to be signed. They at least have to be signed up to 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 at least a BMI ASCAP or CSAC. You know what I'm saying? To even you got to you got to do that anyway if you want to. If you want to, you know what I'm saying, do that anyway. You have to do that anyway. You know what I mean? If you want to take it to that to that next level. So that's what I that's what I'm saying. So if you got, you know, of course, you know, there's gonna be some artists that you don't have no relationship with. You know, they're gonna ask you to, you know, maybe ask you to break their record. Sometimes you're gonna say no, you know, you're gonna say no, you don't have a relationship with them, whatever. But I'm speaking to the ones because a lot of DJs got a relationship with 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 a handful of artists. They really know these artists, they really know these producers, and they and the artists do want they they hit your inbox all the time, man. You know what I'm saying? You spend a record at such such club and this and that third, blah blah blah, and all this. They ask they ask all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some DJs getting three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I don't know how many dollars a hundred for for spending people record. But shoot, won't you take it a step further, man? Mm-hmm. That artist that come to you that that you know very well, man, asking for a couple, asking for a percentage of it, of the song. So an artist like me who is connected thousands of djs mm-hmm. what happens if they all come to me like i'll break your record let me get a percentage <laughs> i gotta pick which one got um the most pull in the industry <laughs> whatever how you do it is whatever how you do it or somebody that you may know you know it just it depends on how you you know how you how you do it but ultimately what i'm saying is that if you're gonna if you're gonna be the the, the really the root the calories of breaking this record then I you know I don't man ask, ask. all they can do is say yeah or nay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can say yeah no or or they can work out something. I may not give you ten, but I give you six. Or I may not give you six. I may give you four. Or I may give you whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's kind of like investing. It was like I yeah. send you know, my company if you break this because even if they don't um 
monetize so much off the BMI per se for the fact that they're putting the record out there. More people is exposed to it, which means more people is going to be watching or listening to the streaming and then more DJs are going to pick up on it and then radio station probably pick up on it. And then you end up getting your streamings from that one DJ breaking it and you give him a percentage of your single. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, it- and that's um, very beneficial for the, artist or composer and songwriter if you pick the right one to give a percentage to right right and say it's a, a dj mm-hmm. that's really not that popular but be happy to play music is that the only way they can monetize if hopefully they get an artist that wouldn't mind um or they or they compose their own on or they compose their own uh remixes and stuff you okay see what I'm so talk about how they can compose a remix and actually can put it out there without being flagged because technically they're not the writer and technically right. they make the beat. Right. I would if, if I was if I was to do that, if I was a DJ, you know, and, and I'm DJing now, then like I said, I would either compose the tracks myself and put the and compose a whole new composition, or I get with producer and, and, and do that instead of just doing it from, you know, uh because if even if you put a acapella on on the uh, 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 acapella on the on a beat that's already out. Let's say like you take a, a Drake acapella and put it on a, uh, Outcast mm-hmm. beat that's already out. Yeah, you, you most likely that you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be able to monetize that. You know what I'm saying? Get so, what type so, of scenario can you monetize? I just said that. You know, I just said, I just said, artists. Uh, this way, this where the DJ and the producer have to get together. You know what I'm saying? You know, again, there's DJs out there that make their own beats. So if you're a DJ that does make your own own beats and stuff like that, and you got these acapellas, you know what I'm saying? Put the acapella on on one of your your beats. You just created a whole new song. Honestly, you just created a whole new song instead of sampling. I um, I Marquis when he be doing those those remixes to people's um words. On um Instagram and stuff, like the girl, um, you about to lose your job? Don't look like I do. Yeah, he can monetize that. And even though technically he has no rights to the audio, but for the fact that he has the acapella, he could put his own beat behind it and call it a remix and make money from it. He called it a whole song. I mean, because he just he just made a whole new he just made a whole new composition. You see what I'm saying? Is that that's that's when you got to learn like copyright and stuff like that. He just made a whole new composition. So if I take an acapella, now when you sampling, you sampling for the master master record. Even if you kind of kind of make a own comp- composition, it's it's still you still you know you still got to go through a lot of red tape with with sampling. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because, I figure out how can it be okay for you to use someone's acapella? Because you don't have to. Because you don't have to go through so many. Because you don't have to go through so many channels. That's so what I'm you, saying. So how can so, you use a whole acapella and it's okay? But then because you it's, to you're not sampling. Listen, 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 T Quest. You're not sampling from the master record. The only thing you're doing is taking the vocals. So you're taking the vocals is actually from just just the, the, the songwriter. Remember, you a songwriter and you are artist. You know what I'm saying? You a songwriter performing artist. Remember, in the publishing world, you are two different people. So when when like me, I when you know I sample. And you a sample from the master recording. That's when you have to talk to the label, the, the publisher. You got to talk to, you know, everybody that owns that master song. 
Now, if I separate the track from the song, separate the beat, and I just take the acapella, only reason, only person I have to really talk to or or split anything with is the publisher. You see, you understand what I'm saying, or the song, or whoever owns, or whoever was the most likely. If you do it with a major, most likely he signed up with a with a with a uh, a, a publishing. You know, most likely he signed with a, with a publishing company, but. You can treat that as a you can treat it as a cover song, or you can treat it well as you know technically or or quote unquote as a remix. But I wouldn't even say it's a remix. Yeah, you can say it's a remix, but it's still a new composition. So basically, you can upload it to to Distro Kid and whatever like that, and get your and just do your fifty percent cut, and then you send their fifty percent to to them. You know what so I'm saying? Is it easy for a DJ to have access to the acapella? Yeah, it's easy for them to get in contact with the publisher and ask them, I'm about to remix this and distribute it. Are you okay with that? Is it really okay. to do that? You can do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You can do that. You can do that. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing wrong with doing that. You know what I mean? You can, do, you can contact the publisher say, hey, this is what I do. And then, is that easy and to contact the publishers, even to mainstream artists, acapellas? I think that's... I, well, depends. It, it goes back to depends on who who... If they're signed up to a to a publisher or not, you see what I'm saying. So you might so up to a publisher, right? So okay, so like for example, um, I think uh with French, he uh when he sampled Luke's uh uh, uh pop that right, and he used that pop that he didn't have to go talk. He didn't have to really go talk to Luke. He didn't have to talk to Luke. Now he of course he do it out of respect, but he had to make the deal with the publishing company. You see what I'm saying? Because I think they only sampled just his vocals, so they didn't even have to you know. And they didn't. They had just talked to the publishing company. Of course, when that song came out, Luke had his own record company, so he, you know, you know, it was like he didn't have to go talk to a major major label, but they had to go talk to the publisher because Luke is still signed. Uh, uh, apparently, he's still signed with a music publisher. Would you have to pay this publisher in order to get the rights to remix the song to put on distribution um, platform to monetize from it? Depends on yeah, maybe maybe not. Depends. Because I'm like, you don't have to go through all of that, right? Get the acapella and then try to get permission from the publisher and then put a beat behind it. They should distribute it and you gotta pay for it. I'm just like not well the DJs doing all that just to make some type of streaming money from it, is all I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't that's why I say you you can do that. I'm not saying you have to do that because these distribution companies, they they got a way for you to they got a way for them to the 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 split, you know, uh uh the split those those royalties. Uh, uh, for that, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can still do that. I mean, you can still you can still still do that, and they can still get get paid from it. You know what I'm saying? You just make sure you got all the splits right. Now, if you want to go through, it just it's it'd be the same thing. You know what I mean? It, it's it's nothing easy. It'd be the same thing if you sample the record. If you you know your artist that sample the record. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta you know some people you gotta definitely gotta talk to. You gotta talk to a label. You gotta talk to you gotta talk to a lot of people. That's just what it is. But at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think that DJs and producers, if they can get to get together and you working with and, and this will work, and also too, like I said, this this situation will work with more with, with independent artists or I would say like mid-level artists and songwriters. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. You know what I'm saying? This this will work with, with more of that. Um, you know what I mean? More and more of that or mid-level artists. But again, you know, again, if if you are again, like I said, some of these DJs they break these records. For these artists, they you know what I'm saying one DJ or two, you know what I mean one DJ. Either he's really the cornerstone of why this record got broke. 
You know what I'm saying? So it, it happens. So why not, you know what I mean? Why not the DJ ask if he really going to be, use his channel. Some of these DJs, they got great relationships with people. They got great relationships with certain people. You see what I'm saying? So why not ask for 5 or 10% on the record? If you're going to be, if you're not going to, if they're not going to pay you money up front, I don't know. But right. I would I would ask. If I was a DJ, I would ask, man. It ain't nothing wrong with, it ain't nothing wrong with asking. I would I would definitely ask. I would every day say yes. I say yeah, it's cool. Then you say, well, I would like to have five or ten percent. Or you with the producer, and you got a producer, and you shop the record, you shop the beat, and get it placed. Even with an independent artist, ask the producer. You know, hey, let me get like ten. If I place it, let me get like ten percent of the other publishing. Ain't nothing wrong with asking. What I'm saying is like DJs can really DJs can really capitalize all on that. If they, you know, they do the, if some of them do due diligence, if they didn't do it already, you know what I'm saying? This is where they, because like I said, DJ's in a uni, unique position. You can, you know, you in a unique position because like I said, you, some of you break these, y'all, y'all really break these records. And then, you know, you don't got nothing to show for it after that. At least, at least, at least you can do is, I, I, I hey, man. Let me let me get like five or ten. It's it's bringing it back to like old school stuff. Like you are a DJ, I'm an artist. I need you to break my record. There's ways for you can get a piece of the pie too. You just mm-hmm. gotta really have to put in the work to break it, <laughs> and then you're gonna be good. Because once it's broken, it's out there. That means that you'll forever be getting a piece of the pie. Exactly, and I and I and I think DJ should do that. You know, DJs tell you know they they give great advice to artists. Hey man, ask for that, ask for that. You know what I'm saying? Or if you you know, you know, and like I said, it's a way to capital. It's a way to, to capitalize on 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 your you know remixes as well. Of course, you got to do a little bit more work for it. But guess what? You can still get paid. You can still get paid for if you, if you compose these remixes. You know what I'm saying yourself, or you get with a producer to compose for it. But you can capitalize on that. I mean, it, it just you know what I'm saying. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like there's you know some. The DJ I talked to, he want to be more than just somebody spending a club. He just want to be more than that. So I was like, man, why don't you get with it? Why don't you sign on the BMI? You're like, but I, I'm not a songwriter. You don't have to be. You're a composer. You treat yourself like a composer. Why not? Sign up with that. Mm-hmm. So that's, 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 step, that's step number one. No, you're right. And we're down for the last minute because, you know, time be flying when we be talking. Say that's what you got to do, like one, two, three parts. Of course, of course. Um, I just want to say in conclusion... There's money out here in the music industry for everyone a part of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Just like they say, you should have multiple streams of income. There's multiple ways of getting your piece of the pot. It's all about doing your research, building those relationships, and really having a connection with one another so you all can win in the end together. There you go. Because once you're out there, once you laid on that solid foundation, Streaming is forever going to stream and mm-hmm. longevity, you know, but I want to thank you for being a part of the T-Quest show as usual. And um, I'm sure we got a lot of more topics that we can discuss at a later date, but you guys make sure you follow said wines and you already know what it is. If you download my T-Quest mobile app and you can download his too. In your Google Play Store, in your app store, you know, I give you guys all the information for every guest I have on my show because I care. They be dropping jewels, and I want to make sure that you catch each and every one of them. No doubt. 
So no special. Thanks again to said wise. Make sure you follow him. You'll get all his information on my app. Remember, this is T Quest Show. Relatable, informative, yet entertaining. Appreciate you, for <laughs> Appreciate you for having me, man. We, we got to do this again. It got to be a part two. We got to do this I again. I know. We will. got to be a part two. Next we got to be. <laughs> oh, man. That's so freaking funny. <laughs> Elver and out. Cool. Mm-hmm. This thing is acting really weird. You know why? I see why. We still live. You know that, right? I know. <laughs> like, oh, what is he? What do you do? 